Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. Oh my God, this was the hardest one to get together ever. Yeah, it took like an hour. Episode 407, the hardest one, featuring guest Courtney Shevley. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for putting up with um, all of our like loose organizational structure. Oh no, it's totally fine. I mean, I think working for the city, you're probably used to working within a, there are gaps. Uh, a, a loose organizational structure. Anyway, it's episode 407, Woo! and it's in Nelson's garage. Yep. So Woo! I cannot tell you the wonderland of uh, archae- uh, ar- architectural and archaeological finds. There's a gateway box. all kinds of stuff. There is a gateway <laughs> box <laughs> from back when you would get your computers <laughs> from what's gateway. In, I think there are, I don't remember what's in there now. It's pots and pans. That's when okay. you pay like $1,200 for a 386 and feel like you would you were getting a deal. Yeah. Like my computer was only $1,200, you would say. And for people who were born 12 minutes ago, it looks like a cow mm-hmm. and has gateway and giant green letters. And that, yeah, they had a whole was, cow thing. Yeah. I don't know where they... It was very distinct. I don't remember yeah. why. I don't remember how you get a gateway and a cow in the same marketing room. No. But were they mom, like in Wisconsin or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But they were one... Of, didn't they ship out relatively early? They were one of the earlier like ship outs rather than just uh, you just go get it from Radio Shack. <laughs> Home of all the little weird adapters that you can put your fingers on, and but cheap never, ass phones. Cheap ass phones, but never seemed to have what you were looking for. Uh, it was amazing. And the combination of just uh, scarcity mentality combined with uh, pointless gadgetry, it puts hot topic to shame. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> Nelson. And that's the first point I want to make tonight. Gateway was. Previously, Gateway 2000 was an American computer company originally based in Iowa and South Dakota. Oh, which is there's almost cow, There's constant. cows there. Yeah, there's cows yeah. there. Yeah. So that, maybe that's why. I'm going to choose to believe that. We've been through a lot in Iowa together, you and I, buddy. Have you been to Iowa, Courtney? I have. What a couple do you think times. of Iowa? It's fascinating. Um, uh, the people that I know there are... Like liberal farmer types, right? But on the way there, you wouldn't necessarily think that from the signs by the road and you know the behavior of the people on the highway. So it's just a, it's a weird place. Yeah, and it's a weird highway too because it's like it's like your grandpa's highway, right? It's like not very big and it's not very structured. It's like kind of jankety in parts, but it gets you where you need to go mostly. It used to be it was more useful because it was like. Before they raised uh, 70, Highway 70 up to 75 miles an hour, you would have, it used to be like slower to try to drive 70, or you could go up there and drive like 10 miles an hour faster if you're going to Chicago. Ah. So if you like quick did a jog up to there, you could shave time. I remember Gauss and I doing that when we went to visit Stangy. Yeah. We yeah. did the math, and we were kind of driving overnight anyway, and we're like, let's get there real fast. Um, you also now can go by the world's largest Amish store. Which, uh, how big is it? I mean, you know what it probably is though, because you know, the Amish—they're not so ostentatious to build big stores. So that one's probably the biggest. I think it's like, like twenty-seven. They're simple people cubits. with a simple store. Will 
I think it's like 27 cubits by 18 cubits. Refresh me the, on the cubit size. Well, a cubit is like uh, uh, eight Quakers long. And, um, okay. But that's like I'm gonna Google average many... average size Quakers, not the little Quakers. I'm gonna double check how many Quakers them, long do, is a cubit. Do, do they call their children Quakelets? Because that's what I would do, like chicklets, like Quakelets. Like, like this is a Sarah. This is my wife Sarah and my Quakelets, Josiah and Evangeliah and uh, Villanova and Panuka. Uh, it's just I'm just making up Quakelet names uh, right now. I don't really. I don't know how that, this, no, this stick isn't going anywhere. It's just gonna, I'm gonna keep talking until I emulate it. Until I emulate it and I burn, I burn, burn, burn. And uh, just a, a caustic fire of my own linguistic ineptitude. Thank you, let me cover, you, like I wrote so many notes down while you were writing. I was, I was trying to go until you were done with the notes. I didn't know how long you were gonna write. Uh, Definitely underline Quakelets because yeah. that's a legit word. I, I think we should throw it in there. I don't think you? We should start using it. You know, at first I was like, you know, the way you, you make the words into one word. I had dropped the e on on quake at first and just put let's, but then it looks like quacklets too much. So I'm <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta keep that e. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. times where you gotta no, keep you, the e. You really need to keep the e on that one, don't you? People learn in English. This is one of the this is one of the situations where you keep the e. <laughs> That's good. I didn't even realize we got a whole audience there that we're not really marketing to, which is people learning English. Oh my God, can you imagine a whole bunch of people learning English through double twos? It would be <laughs> the worst. It'd be like learning English, reading um, uh, Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> like that quote from uh, uh, Better Off Dead. Two brothers, one speaks no English, the other learned English by watching reruns of Wild Wide World of Sports by Howard Cosell. You tell me which one is worse. That's what it is. Wow, you knew that word for word. I love Better Off Dead so much. <laughs> as, really as I'm a Better Off Dead yeah. uh, nut. Like, they bring all these movies to Liberty Hall. I'm like, why haven't we seen Better Off Dead yet? I would go. I would go in a second. It would be like church for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can even do the, the like, more obscure shit, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, not just the big ones. Mm -hmm. Not just the ones that everybody does, like, French fries, French <laughs> bread, and to drink Peru. Do you know who the mom is in that? No. She's the little girl from the John Wayne movie that they redid. Oh, my God, help me out. Sure, Grit? Yes. Yeah. Really? She's a little girl, and it's the only other movie she's ever oh been in. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. There you Next go. time you see her, you're going to be like, I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Yeah. So without John Wayne, there wouldn't have been better off dead because that mom would have been killed. And she wouldn't have been able to make that jello roll across the table. I <laughs> think Blake Edwards was an anarchic genius, and I, I feel like he does not get enough credit for bringing us quality 80s movies. That wasn't a Blake Edwards movie. Was it not? No, it, it should have been. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was what's his fuck. The guy who did one Crazy Summer too, yeah. and uh, I think he did one other movie. Blake Edwards, I think. No, no, no Blake no. Edwards did like the Pink Panther. Blake and Edwards shit. did fucking Blind Date. Yeah, and um, another now, one. Maybe there were two Blake Edwards, and you guys are maybe, just thinking of one. Maybe he like helped produce it or something, but he didn't like maybe. write or direct it. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember who produced that. One crazy summer, but it's the it's the one not. dude because uh, they talked about it a shitload when uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was on Harmon Town. Oh, okay. Initially, because he was in One Crazy Summer, yeah. and Harmon loves that uh, that writer director who did those two. And I like I said, I swear something else. I feel like he did like three movies that are like movies you remember. The yeah. internet knows. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I 
I've been, I've been, I've been Googling, but I'm noting it's going to be too much work. You know what? I don't want you to retired from Google. The the problem, the problem is you got too many jobs. Like my, my only job is to like talk at you and like your job is to like notes and like Googling. And and Gordy's job is to make sure that everybody has beer uh, because that's the job of a civil sort. Um, You know, that's, that's what they do. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but it's in the Constitution of, K- of Lawrence. Unemployment in this garage is zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody works. But here. you don't you don't hear about that kind of thing at the city commission meetings. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> <not> true. Unfortunately, <laughs> because puppets are busy complaining about trash pickup. Oh, was it trash pickup? Yes, it was. Okay, uh, dear listeners, we have to we have to talk for just a second. Because some of you know that I am a puppeteer, so I take it very seriously. And there was another puppeteer, a rival puppeteer, uh, at a city commission meeting speaking with a puppet. Uh, and would you, can you give us the, the lowdown? Is that okay? Oh, sure. No, it's all out there on the, uh, on the YouTubes. Uh, yeah. Uh, she had had inconsistent trash pickup uh, at her work-slash-residence establishment. And uh, she wanted to tell us all about this through her puppet. So the puppet wasn't even, it wasn't like puppet rights or anything that was being discussed. No, no, it was not puppet rights. Completely ancillary puppet. Yeah. That sounds like a cry for help. It was just about solid waste. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, I don't know. I gotta say, I got a lot of beefs with... City I just governments, I, but solid waste has always been has always come through for me. I've never had a problem with solid yeah. waste. But yeah, I, mean, I feel like this is a, this is a waste. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I feel like it passes cleanly, it mm-hmm. passes easily, and if you ever get jammed up, you know, you just you just wait a week and uh, maybe take some pills, and uh, that that shit goes away on its own. No, I'm kind of I'm enamored by. The things you can leave by your house that they'll, they'll go away. It's like I wonder. I'm like, is there any limit? You know, because uh, you can fill out the form, and they're like, we may charge you for this. The, the wording's really vague on it. It's like we may charge you for this at a later date, and I've never looked to see if they do. Uh, maybe they do, but um, it, normally it just seems like, yeah, we're, we're, we're making around of billing you for this, but probably not. This is definitely a space where Americans do not appreciate, and probably Laurentians especially, how good our solid waste is. I lived in Germany for uh, a second, and you get to pay for your trash, like, by the pound. Yeah. Like, so, you, like, your goal is to get all your trash, recycle as much as you can, and then all your trash needs to fit in a teeny tiny bag, like a, like a grocery store bag. Because you will pay way too much money for it if it's any more than that. If we had anything big, we had to drive it out, uh, in England, we had to drive it out to the tip ourselves, and they called it the tip, it was the... Uh, place where you just you dropped all the things. There were a bunch of different. Uh, Sorry, bunch of different, you were trying to tell uh, us a sins. secret, but the mic was they mad called about it. it the tip. Uh, I bet they. Did. I was about to say. I feel like I would. I would create an, an organized crime ring where we just like surreptitiously got rid of people's trash. <laughs> well, <laughs> people, dumping bodies. People do that, and they call it fly tipping. Yeah, yeah, which is. It makes it sound a little bit like fishing and a little bit like uh, trying to hit mm. on people. Right? It, yeah. it makes, as opposed to being like a thing that sounds kind of kind of weird and especially doesn't sound like that big of a crime. Like they just make it sound more confusing. Yeah. So they're like yeah. people be like will be like, "Whoa, what's that?" 
Oh, Governor, got gotcha, you done. That could be all kinds of, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't you to me here again. But yeah, no, people would roll washing machines and shit down in uh, down embankments. Whoa. Yeah, no, yeah. that's terrible. Uh, well, I mean, it's a it's a lawless world, and uh, you got to make do. And someone, mm-hmm. sometimes well, with the queen and everything. But the, the good news is they're they're English sized washing machines, so they're about <laughs> the size of a fucking easy bake oven. Mm. You can fit a lot of them down in an embankment, and so that's that's positive. That's positive. Right on. Yeah, my friend Andy got a dishwasher, and it, like, sits on top of his countertop, and it is roughly the size of an easy-bake oven, and it's just like, you're going to spend more time, like, trying to figure out how the dishes get in there than if you'd have just fucking washed them, dude. Yeah. You probably also, like, he's going to be running it all the goddamn time. I have noticed, though, in a lot of old British shows how small their refrigerators are. Yes. Super small. Like, are you buying groceries every day, yo? Can I, can I tell you a dirty secret? Please. I want to tell you about my fridge. Okay. Uh, I, I only had one full-size fridge in the entire eight years I lived in England. Everything else was, like, basically, like, a little half-size, like, you mostly stupid workplaces right. here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you would have to go. I, I walked by a Sainsbury's every day on the way home, and I would have to go and get dinner every single fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about getting a deep freeze, and we could have done it, but we were in apartments, and who wants to move a deep freeze every t- couple of years? So, yeah, no, it's just, it's, uh, it's they're not really into that. They're not really into that whole, like, convenience mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You don't have Costco's. You know, they had, they had Aldi's, which is the Walmart version of a store. Uh, but that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, not really big on the bulk buying. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there you go. But on the other hand, your food is fresher and, um, you know, they don't have as many preservatives. It was also weird because bread would go off within a few days of buying it, which is what actual bread does. What actual bread mm-hmm. should do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So there you go. I feel like we haven't really talked about anything yet, but we've talked about talked a lot about of things. talked about all kinds of stuff. We have. We have. Look at all these notes. Wow, you got a lot of notes. You had a question about a frog. Oh. Oh, yeah, we need a frog update. Okay. So, for those of you who are... We got new facts. Wondering about we got the new facts frog. in the case. Courtney, yes. sad story. Uh, Jack comes up the other day uh, from the basement, and she says, there's a dead frog uh, in the basement. And I'm like, ah, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, she's like, yeah, it's kind of bloody, which is weirder, right? Like, we've had dead frogs in the basement before. That's a, that's a Lawrence thing, right? You know, we're in the Midwest. I have no idea what you're talking about. Why are there frogs in your fucking basement, bro? Listen. You have a finished-ass basement. We have a half-finished basement and a somewhere that lets in frogs. There's a, there's a frog-sized <laughs> interest. Okay. Here is how confused I was. I thought maybe they were, like coming down as tadpoles to, like, the water lines and then just, like, growing up hard in the unfinished side of the basement and then, like, making run for it. But, like, two years ago, we had, like, 16 frogs. And Jack is not scared of spiders. She's not scared of snakes. But she fucking hates frogs. Okay, and so this right. is the one thing that can send her, like, that I have to do. There are any, like, grain-type things that have, like, some kind of opening that's frog-sized that needs to get, like, topped off, are there? In I that unfinished section? I mean, I think we would need a frogologist to really, like, go through and give the house a test. Yeah. Like, where could the frogs be coming in from? Because it's not... Like those ghost hunters, but for frogs. Right. Yeah. I thought the first time I was, like, the first year I was, like, maybe... This is an anomaly. Maybe this is just, it was a rainy year. Maybe tadpoles, like, like I said, traveled through, somehow got into the 
through the, through the walls or something. I don't know. Um, but this year, I'm like, no, this is a frog conspiracy. Mm-hmm. There's a frog-sized hole somewhere that these frogs are getting through. But this frog was not only dead, but it was dead by violence. And, like, I thought, well, uh, did I get drunk enough to maybe accidentally step on a frog? No. Um, did, did Ollie maybe murder a frog? I don't think so, because he was really surprised by it. Uh, there's no, no, no... I was worried about the possibility of a hemorrhagic frog fever. Because... Well, I want to worry about those things anyway, but this seems like potential evidence of one, and... Brother, I don't want to see it. So we cleaned everything up, because Mm -hmm. the in-laws were going to be in town this week. They came in last week, uh, at the end of last week. Um, They haven't stumbled upon, like, more and more intricate and elaborate frog... Like no, it's, it's not like, like a, not like a fucking true detective of frogs. There's not like um, a dead frog and, no. and written like written out in frog blood as Mr. Police. I gave you all the clues <laughs> not that we have seen, okay. but there there was a fucking squirrely ass mouse, right? Mm-hmm. Like this mouse apparently comes running through the second day they were there. Like comes running through the finished part of the of the of the basement, going towards mm-hmm. the unfinished part, and it eventually came back. And they said it wasn't behaving like a normal mouse. Like, it wasn't running and hiding. It would, like, come out and kind of hang out. Which hemorrhaging brain frog mouse... Frog might have eaten the mouse poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you people have a cat? Uh, What's that? Do people have a cat? No, we we had uh, a cat for about two days, but Ollie was allergic to it, or it slobbered too much. I'm not sure which. But, um, anyway, uh, my mother-in-law killed the mouse with a stick. Yeah. Which wow, this story gets more and more violent. Was pretty badass, if you ask me. Like, Man, we thought last, last episode. This should just be called Swamp Violence Two. <laughs> in laws, I know, I know, right? <laughs> so, like, and, and there's a certain amount of uh, pride and horror when your mother-in-law kills uh, a mouse in your basement with a stick. I mean, you're both impressed, and you're a little like, ah, I wish that I lived a life in which there wasn't a half-deranged fucking mouse waiting to be beaten to death with a stick mm-hmm. in the finished part of my basement, which isn't finished well because the sound guy from the bottleneck, who we was two owners ago, used to do a bunch of DIY on coke. I found that out. That oh, okay. is an actual fact. Was well, he an amateur amphibiologist? He, 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 I don't know if he... I mean, I would not be surprised if the frog mm-hmm. connection goes back that far, mm-hmm. but I have no evidence. Do you think, like, he might have been running some kind of frog bordello in the unfinished part of the basement, and, and these frogs are the abandoned children of frog prostitutes that were forced to move out? Years I feel ago? like I don't, none of that, but frog bordello. Are you sure? I mean, I feel like that's an awesome name. If there was a Google bordello, I'd be like, that's the most amazing name for a band. Yeah. Uh, but it'd probably get called derivative at this point. I don't have any real uh, you got, analysis you have, of the situation. It's more questions than answers, really. It really is. Beyond that, it, you know, I think the poison angle, I think that's... We don't know how they're getting in, Yeah. but I think the poison might be... Do you also, have any, like, pest being... control with uh, anything for your house no, or no, any no, of your neighbors? I, mean, I feel like you're, you're, you're making this out to be, like, uh, poisoners. No, no. Like, no there, like, if, you, if someone in your neighborhood has uh, even, like, lawn service... You can get them to set up a couple like of the bait boxes. Yeah. Like my my mom's got a couple bait boxes around the house, um, and yeah, they're like the the mice come in and eat the food, and then they go back, and then they're they're poisoned. They start poisoning others. But yeah, yeah but once the the poison melts the brain, and so they go full blown insane, and before they die, and start yeah. doing crazy stuff. I, I yeah. The, I, at the theater, they're especially like 
in the earlier days there at the Southwind because it was just on the edge of a fucking field uh, and they didn't spend a lot of money building that building correctly. So it took a long time to like get it so that mice weren't just using it like an open door. And so we had all kinds of poison going and then with the poisoned ones would sometimes just go berserk and it would cause problems. <laughs> problems. Like, what was the worst problem that it ever caused? Um, one time I was there, uh, I was laughing while he's telling this really has me nervous. <laughs> and the thing was, I didn't really have to deal with it really. Cause it was, it was like a Friday or Saturday night when like shit's real busy and I was managing with somebody else and, uh, and they came up and told, like, just to tell me, and they're like, oh man, Nelson, a mouse ran up this lady's pants. <gasps> and I was like, oh shit, really? And she's like, she's, she's being super cool about it though. <laughs> Um, like, uh, she just, she's like, I just need to step like somewhere like a little more private. And so they put her, like, they just let her step into the janitorial closet that's by the bathrooms. And so she's like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm going to pop back over there and wait for her and see what's up. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Let let me know. (laughs) And what had happened was this mouse had like run up her pants and she grabbed it through her pants and she's holding it real tight so it can run. And what she did was she crushed it to death ah! in her pants. She, she lettied the pants. <laughs> she fucking lettied a mouse to her pants? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, pan- she pants lettied a mouse. <laughs> she totally pants lettied a mouse. But then, the th- but she, but I, I, you know, this woman's awesome. And here's why. She was just, she wasn't mad at all. She was just like, yeah, I just was like, I wanted to let you know. And I wanted like somewhere to like run and take care of it. There wasn't just a bathroom where it could like get out. And she's just like into like, you know, I don't, it's, it's just on the floor in there basically. <laughs> and so we're like, cool. <laughs> so it was a happy story. Did you give her some free tickets? Or yeah, yeah. I think Marilyn, Marilyn like had popped in and had been grabbing. That's when she told me about it. I feel like that's a free ticket. I've been doing, I've been doing like, I've been doing like box office drops or something. And she yeah. had popped in. To grab some uh, readmit tickets, which were the, like the the free passes that like bypass all the, the restrictions. Uh, they were the, the shit for like something went wrong here. Uh, gave her like a stack of those. Please tell me the movie was Ratatouille, yeah, uh, or American Tale. I, I have no uh, idea because I don't know what movie she was going in or in or out of. Yeah, it was true. busy. I, that's, that's fair. I was I was really seeing very little of it. I saw basically like Marilyn talking to a woman and her like heading back to the. To the uh, hallway. <laughs> I have no idea. It's hard to remember the. the <laughs> it's hard to remember the movies that customers are going to see, except for the few times when it was awesome. Well, we've learned a lot on this yeah, episode. Absolutely. I don't remember any of it except Quakelets. I have to admit, I thought Quakelets was hilarious. Now, strictly uh, speaking, we didn't get into whether or not you've been maybe biblically cursed because you do seem to have a range of things attacking your home. Uh, it's true. Maybe we could get into that next time. Maybe a little bit of light biblical cursing, <laughs> you know? Uh, I mean, I know a man who's cursed, and it's a lot worse. It's a lot worse. But that's another story for another time. Sorry, I had to catch up on notes after telling oh, yeah, the story. Keep, keep, keep writing. I'm Robert Stack, and maybe together you can help me Solve a mystery. Unsolved frog and mouse mysteries. It's like the sad. This is the saddest children's book about Wait, a frog and a mouse who are friends. That was they, that was an unsolved mystery. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck was that? I don't know. 
I'm thinking about so the writer strikes on going back and watching X Files again, but I'm yes. afraid. You should. I'm very afraid. I'm just, I'm just put, like picturing that kid's book of a frog and a mouse who are friends and they're hanging out. They find some tasty food and then they find their way inside the, this this place. And then they slowly go insane and die. <laughs> their brains <laughs> melt out of their mouths and ears. <laughs> a book by Maurice Sendak and Stephen King. <laughs> Oh man, that, those uh, those poison frog, the poison mouse corpses too. Those things are no fun, no fun at all. Double Deuce. This has been Double Deuce podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, well, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.